now it's time for the barn with Donna. Thank you so much for coming, Donna. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. So let's just pray just before we go and listen to her. Dear God, I just thank you so much for all the fun we've had so far this week, Lord, and also just for everything that we've already learned about you. And I just pray for us um, as we go now to listen to Donna, Lord. I pray that you would really speak through her. In your name, amen.
Senior Teens, I hope you're all doing well. How exciting is it that you get to experience Senior Teens 2020 all the way from your own home? Are you excited? No. I know that you would rather want to be up at camp, spending time with your friends, having the crack with the leaders, doing crazy activities, staying up way past the 2am curfew and missing the barn times both at the morning and evening meetings. But unfortunately, camp couldn't happen this summer at Mullerton due to COVID-19. But I am so thankful that the leaders and the team up at Mullerton have brought camp to you virtually. And that is why I am speaking to you on a screen. Sack had asked me um, if I wanted to talk at seniors, talk to talk to seniors. And of course, I jumped at that chance. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Donna. And I haven't been part of seniors for the, maybe the last three years, but I um, was a leader at seniors when Gemma led it, and when I think it was Sachs first year. So I've been part of seniors for 10 years. And those 10 years have been amazing, those weeks in the summer that I went down to camp. And it was a chance, um, as me as a leader, I learned more about God, but also a chance just to spend some time with young people your age and just to um, encourage them in their walk um, with God or to encourage them. Um, to start that walk with God. So um, this theme for, the, for this year is reality. And I just want to spend maybe 10, 15 minutes um, with you just looking at what it means with Jesus as part of our life and what is that, what's the reality, what does that look like? Um, I'm just going to have um, just a few thoughts and uh, just a few verses to share with you. Um, so let's get stuck in. So this week you are looking at the book of Acts and you're looking at a man named Paul and how he had that encounter with God on the road to Damascus. Now before he had that journey to Damascus, he was a different person. He was a man who hated Christians and believed that Christians should either be put in prison or should be killed. And then he had this encounter with God and his reality changed from going from someone who hated Christians to someone who followed God and then told other people to follow him too. But yet his life wasn't easy after that journey to Damascus. We might think that yes, he had God in his life and things were perfect, but things weren't perfect. He suffered greatly. He spent time in prison. He was arrested and spent time in prison. And I don't know about you, I've never been to prison and I don't think you've been to prison but it wouldn't have been a holiday camp it would have been a place that would have been rough it would have been a struggle maybe to live in it and it would have been hard but yet he still trusted God throughout this whole process so even though Paul suffered he still believed and trusted God and my question is to you and to me that when we suffer things in our life are we people who run to God or people who run away and want to deal with things ourselves? When you hear the word suffering, it might bring up different things in your head and you might think, well, I don't really suffer that much. Maybe there's someone that I know has gone through worse things and that might be the case. But we need to remember that this is what we're going through and that we need to deal with it. So I work in Northern Ireland Children's Hospice and as I tell people that it is quite funny just to watch their face change to maybe a sad expression and maybe they will say the words of 
I honestly couldn't do that job. I don't know why you do it. It must be really, really tough. And yes, it is a tough job at times, but also it's a job that is rewarding and it's a job that brings so much joy. And maybe before I worked um, within the hospice, I would have had the attitude of feeling sorry for these families as they do have a child who has a life-limited condition or a life-shortened condition and who may not reach the age of adulthood. Um, but as I have sat with these families, um, I'm just amazed and have learned so much from them that they um, don't complain and they don't ask why has this happened to my family, but actually um, they know what their reality is and they want to make each day count and they want to make memories and that is why the hospice is there to help them do that. So maybe for some of us, if not all of us, when we are going through hard times when we are struggling, we do maybe put it on different levels. You know, well, it's not as bad as my friend who's going through something really tough or um, it's okay, like it's just me being silly. Um, I don't really think suffering works like that. Like there's different levels, like level one, you know, okay, so right, you can sort it out. And level four is the extreme. Um, I honestly don't think, and I know it doesn't work like that. Um, we all go through different things and we need to remember that it's our reality and it's something that is affecting us. But how do we react to it? Um, for me, maybe when I have gone through hard times, when I have struggled um, with different things, um, my first reaction has been misindependent. I'm going to sort out myself. And then when I realise I can't do that, it's okay, I will turn to God and I um, will ask him for help. Or maybe it's been a case of where I'm angry and I've questioned God. And I've um, had those hard conversations with God, why is this happening to me? Why have you allowed this to happen? What have I done wrong? And actually been a selfish little child. Um, or maybe it's been, I completely don't know what to do and I'm going to turn to God straight away. We all can do things differently, but I want to encourage us and encourage me that when things go wrong, when we suffer things, and maybe you're sitting here going, Donna, I haven't had suffering in my life I haven't had to deal with anything that's been really hard um, and if that's the case that's good but I am afraid to tell you that as you grow up and as you experience new things suffering will happen and that's just part of life um, sorry to be the bearer of bad news but it's how we cope with that and it's how we react to it and for me um I've had to remember some truths from God's word, the Bible, and I've had to remember like that God has promises for us and God is someone who loves me, someone who wants the best for me, but also I have to continue um, to spend time with God, to learn more about him and to be in daily conversation with him. So we're going to look at a couple of truths that maybe when we are going through tough times that we could just cling to them and just learn from what God has to say through them. So if you've got your Bibles with you and your house office on your phone, you can flip it up. And we're going to look at Psalm 23, very well-known Psalm. Um, so the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
For you are with me, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a very well-known psalm, and I'm sure you've heard it um, many times before. And even at funerals, it is a well-known psalm to be read. But actually, as we read it tonight together, there's so much that we can get out of it and so much that we can apply to our life as we continue um, to follow God. I love how Jesus used different illustrations and different examples to help people understand more about God. And as we look at this, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, a shepherd is someone who looks after sheep, just in case we didn't know that. And a shepherd was really, really important as they, and they took their job very, very serious. They looked after their sheep day in, day out. Um, and even shepherds back in Jesus' time um, would have even slept in the field to protect their sheep. So they would have acted as the gatepost in the kind of pain that the sheep were in so that no one could come and steal them or no animals could come and kill them during the night. And the sheep um, then in time began to recognise the shepherd's voice and knew when he was calling them and what he wanted them to do. So they became then to obey the shepherd's voice. And if anyone else tried to call them, they knew it wasn't their shepherd and they didn't obey. And as we look at this psalm, I would ask the question, who are you obeying in your life and what voice are you listening to? Over the past number of months, we have um, been living in a pandemic and it has been a tough um, number of months where the whole world has suffered. Um, but I don't know for you, for me, it was a case of uh, the March when lockdown happened um, you were constantly listening to news um, just to be updated on a regular basis and actually for me personally that wasn't a good thing because then you were hearing different messages um, and actually it began to be um, a bit fearful of what was going to happen um, and it wasn't good and I, I made that choice of not to listen to the news not because I wasn't interested but because actually it was doing me more harm as it was more worried and I was listening to different people and actually, throughout it all, um, yes, we all went through and we're all going through something that is really, really tough um, and it is scary. But yet I need to remember that I need to listen to God and I need to um, be reminded that he is the one who is in control. So as we look at Psalm um, 23, there's lots that we um, can learn from. I've broke down um, just each verse and um, said what we could learn from that verse. So I've kind of put it in a PowerPoint um, but I'm looking at the video, so hopefully it works. So um, let's have a wee listen to that. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Relationship, I shall not be in want. Supply, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Rest, he leads me beside quiet waters. Refreshment, he restores my soul. Healing. He guides me in paths of righteousness, guidance, for his name's sake, purpose. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, testing, I will fear no evil, 
protection. Your rod and staff comfort me. Discipline. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Hope. You anoint my head with oil. Consecration. My cup overflows. Abundance. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Blessing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Security. Forever. Eternity. So as we broke down each verse of Psalm 23, I found it really helpful for myself. So when I'm going through hard times, when I'm struggling with different things that I don't understand or I question why they are happening, um, why is it I don't go to God first? Because God um, is all loving and all knowing and he is a God who is offering us so much more. He is offering us a relationship. He's going to supply our needs. We find rest and we can be refreshed in his presence. We find healing. He will guide us. We have a purpose in him. Um, we have hope and we have blessing and we have security. So as you go through hard times, um, I want you to be encouraged and go back to Psalm 23 and remember those particular words that he is our shepherd, he is in control and he should be the only voice that we are listening to. So another Bible truth we can cling to when we are going through tough times is from Psalm 121. So let's read that together. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watched over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand, and the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life, and the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So we're told that Psalm 121 would have been sung by um, the Israelites as they travelled to Jerusalem. And they would have been travelling over um, dangerous dark hills to get to Jerusalem where they would have gathered together um, for different religious festivals. And it would have been a journey they would have might have made on a regular basis. And these hills were really dangerous. They were um, be full of wild animals and robbers that were there ready to attack and even to kill as they travelled to Jerusalem. But Psalm 121, you know, it literally tells us that they, as they travelled, they had to look up to the hills because they were climbing the hills. And it says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And in verse 2, it clearly tells us that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So hopefully we've all gathered that we will all suffer different things throughout our life. And um, we all will be hurt at different stages of our life. But it's, I asked that question at the start, what do we do and how do we react to that hurt or the suffering that we're going through? And is it that we run to God 
or is it that we run away from God? But as we've looked at these um, just two truths in the Bible, and there's loads more that I don't have time to get into, but as we looked at Psalm 23 and Psalm 121, it's so evident that you know God is for us and that God wants to go through um, our pain with us. And I think we need to remember that um, he knows what we've gone through. You know, Jesus suffered for us. You know, he went to the cross and he died for us. And that was a painful death. It wasn't easy. Um, but yet he went for us. On his time on earth, he um, was criticised. People hated him. Um, he had lost loved ones. People had died. Um, he suffered too. So the fact that, that we can go to God, he's suffered. He knows what we're experiencing. So therefore, he wants to help us. So when we read Psalm 23, when we read Psalm 121, you know, why wouldn't we be people who go towards God first? Because God offers us protection. He offers us security. He offers us hope. Um, he offers us rest. He wants to refresh us. And he promises that he will watch over us both now and forevermore. So guys, I really want to encourage you um, that when you're going through hard times, that you will go to God first and that you will ask God to help you and that you will see God work in um, amazing ways. And maybe at the time when you're going through it, um, I think it's okay to question God and to ask God and to be angry, but it's also we need to allow God to speak to us and we need to listen to him. A couple of years ago, um, I maybe went through a bit of suffering and I found it really hard. I was in a, maybe a hard place. I worked for a church. I was a youth worker and I worked there for three and a half years. Absolutely loved just my job on a day-to-day -day basis. was able just to um, just invest in young, young people and children. I was able to go into schools on a regular basis. And to me, it was the dream job. Um, you know, youth work, you get to, you know, you only work on a Sunday, apparently. Um, but throughout the week, you know, we were involved in different things. And then just things, we, our minister had left and then we got a new minister. Um, and just different things changed. And then I was handed a letter um, to say that I um, was being made redundant. Um, and to me, that was a bit of a shock. I didn't think you could be made redundant from a church. Um, but clearly you can. Um, but it was a time where I was angry. I questioned. I was like, what have I done wrong? You know, is it me? Have I done something? Why is this happening? And there was just different things that had, had happened and had gone on, um, which I don't need to go into. But I found it really, really tough. And I did question um, God. And I asked, why is this happening? Um, and I became angry. And I think some people got the brunt of my anger. Um, but actually throughout it all God was working and God had a plan and as I look back at it now it was a good plan but as I was going through it I wasn't happy I was angry at God and maybe at times um, my bible um, was set to the side and I didn't want to speak to him I wouldn't want to um, communicate with him because I was angry um, but yet God was still moving and still working in this situation and as I look back um, you know I'm grateful that I got that letter um, to say that you're going to be made redundant, that, that I wouldn't be working um, come September. Because actually, if I hadn't got that letter, I wouldn't have applied um, for the hospice. Um, and this hospice is, um, I'm absolutely loving it, where I'm working there and I get to, you know, I think it's a privilege that I get to work in the hospice. Um, so throughout that situation, 
I was an angry person, I was a bitter person, um, I was hurt, I was upset um, and I was angry and I didn't see the bigger picture um, because maybe I didn't let God um, speak to me because I was so angry. But I want to just encourage you guys that it's really important um, that we are like the sheep, we follow the shepherd and know his voice. So we need to follow God's voice and we need to allow him to speak into our lives. And as we just, as I just kind of wrap up, I just want to encourage you that um, not to compare what you're going through with other people and to um, belittle what you're going through. Um, like I said, and I've, I've said throughout this, that we all suffer and we all suffer different things. And no um, person suffering is greater or worse. It's your reality. It's what you're going through. So I just want to encourage you um, to take that to God and, and encourage you to continue to praise God throughout those hard times. That is tough. Um, I find it tough, um, but it's something that we need to do. And remember that um, God is for us and God is with us and he will look after us and he promises that he will do that. So I hope that you, um, over this 10, 15 minutes, that you've learned something, that you've grasped, that we all suffer and we'll all go through suffering. And But it's okay to question God and we need to listen to God throughout that all. And as we walk through our journey with God um, and as we walk through that suffering of what we're going through, um, remember that God is in the midst of that and remember how God worked and praise him for that.